Welcome to the WNCA Podcast. This is your host, Jack Gaines. WNCA is a product of the Civil Affairs Association and brings in people who are current or former military, diplomats, development officers, and field agents to discuss their experiences on ground with the partner nation's people and leadership. Our goal is to inspire anyone interested in working the last three feet of foreign relations. To contact the show, email us at capodcasting at gmail.com or look us up on the Civil Affairs Association website at www.civilaffairsassos.org. I'll have those in the show notes. Welcome to the 1CA Podcast. I'm Rob Boudreaux, and today we're joined by Joel Searles, who is a podcaster in his own right. He is also a Comstrat officer and Civil Affairs officer in the Marine Corps Reserve. Before we get started, I'd like to just include a quick disclaimer that the views expressed today are those of participants and do not reflect the views of the federal government or any of its components. So with that, Joel, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, Rob. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Our introduction was through Jack Gaines, who made a connection, I think, with mutual contacts of both of ours. So my understanding is that you're a podcaster, is that right? That's correct. Yes, I've, uh, I've worked on and ran and created three podcasts. All right. So I know that you're a reservist. Are you able to provide a little information about what you do in the civilian world? Sure. I currently run my own company. It's a small production company in the entertainment business. We focus on military and inspirational stories, sports stories, uh, features, and television. Currently do that. I write within that company as well. I've been hired to write, of course, screenplay uh, based on a true story. And then also I do acting. And I've been able to act usually as a Marine or as a police officer or authority figure in some TV shows and feature films and supporting roles. Wow, that's terrific. That sounds like it dovetails really well with your reserve career as a comstat officer. It does. Yeah. How have you been able to to blend those things? Have you been able to use your civilian skills? How do you pair those with your with your military service? Well, this all came about during the pandemic. On July 1st, I was called by my boss. I worked at a boutique entertainment firm, finance firm in uh, Century City. And he had called me to let me know he went out of business. His deal flow went through the basement, basically, and he wasn't able to sustain his company anymore. And he had some of his assets acquired. So I got that call and thought to myself, how am I going to survive this? And, you know, how am I going to find a job when nobody's in or, you know, only a few companies are? So I called my reserve unit, which was the Entertainment Media Liaison Office. And I hadn't even been to public affairs Q course yet. And called my boss and talked to him. His name's Joe. And he's like, well, I want to help you. And you know, you need to work, but we're closed. But what would you want to do if you could? And I've already done a few interviews of successful Marines in Hollywood. And what can you do during the pandemic? You can make Skype and Zoom calls with people and phone calls and write interviews. And so I pitched, how about I do a series of interviews with successful Marines in Hollywood? He's like, that's a great idea. It'll help with recruiting and You know a lot of folks, so give me a list, I'll prove it, and you you go talk to them. And that led to me starting a writing career. Uh, And I'd just been hired by We Are the Mighty the month before because they'd seen some of the interviews I'd done and enjoyed them. And so I was kind of dual hat, and I was writing for the Marine Corps and, you know, getting things published on Divids and then eventually over to We Are the Mighty. And I was doing veterans during the pandemic like Robert Duvall and uh, Bob Gunton, who was the warden in Shawshank Redemption, Warden Norton. He's a Vietnam vet. And Roberto Barba, who's a showrunner, TV show producer, probably done 40 or 50 now. But through the Marine Corps, I was able to interview Don Balisario, 
who created NCIS and Magnum PI and Airwolf and so many other great shows. Bill Broyles, who wrote Castaway and Apollo 13. I mean, you know, Oscar-level screenwriter and Vietnam vet. And then that eventually led to me interviewing Fred Smith, who founded FedEx and finances feature films, such as The Blind Side and Sicario movies. I know there's a lot of names and a lot of references, but that's really where this all started. And I started writing, kind of got a name for myself as a writer in a good way, and then, you know, started my own small firm based on specific genres that I'm comfortable with and that also resonate with a lot of veterans and, and the American audience. So that's, that's really where it started. And from there, just kind of branched out. That's now three and a half years ago. Wow. That's fantastic. So you live in the information space. How did you get into civil affairs? So I was doing some research. I looked at civil affairs even sorry, seven, eight years ago and recognized uh, a couple of things. My initial MOS was air defense and a LAD, Stinger Missiles. That MOS has now since kind of restarted and gained some steam. But, you know, eight years ago, there was really talk of it at all. If you wanted to have a continued career in the reserves, you needed to find an MOS that was more applicable and relevant. And so I looked at civil affairs, saw it was only secondary. I didn't know how that would allow me to continue. And so I held on it, went to the entertainment office after making about four or five different inquiries about coming to the office on an MOS waiver. And they let me in based on my, my industry experience because I worked at a talent agency, actually, for probably the only Marine talent agent left in Hollywood and uh, packaged a film while I was there. But um, I digress. Uh, so after completing the time there at the entertainment office, and I looked at civil affairs and uh, knew some people in the unit, got some intel and information about people who enjoyed it, and uh, decided to uh, join the unit myself back in August of 2022. That's great. And you're with First Civil Affairs Group out of San Diego, is that right? Uh, Camp Pendleton. Camp Close. All right, close enough. Yeah. But uh, either way, you're living the uh, the Hollywood Marine dream <laughs> as a civil affairs <laughs> officer. I like that. Well, uh, the way our intro came about as a result of uh, a podcast that you launched with First CAG, can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely, yes. Our CO and XO and OPSO at the time brought me into the unit, and they were like, we, they wanted to maximize not only the Hollywood style, being able to translate a narrative into action, but also some, some of my creative skills that I've been blessed with probably since childhood. And you know, I guess I kept that part of me alive and always maintained curiosity. So they initially wanted me to do a social media revamp, which allowed me to kind of structure and align our social media, develop a system that was accessible and allowed the CO's voice and the Marine's voice to be heard and seen. And so I wrote a SOP, spent a good amount of time developing that, and got a lot of references and insights and help from people. So I'm grateful for that. And got the SOP signed and put it out into action. And then that's since led to an increase in our recruiting and efforts there as a unit. We've had people come in from all over the base and even off base on the other side of the country, and they've seen some of the posts. And they've seen what's going on at the unit, and they're like, yeah, I'd like to check this out. I'd like to join. So the CEO was happy about that. The hire, Marshall Rez, was happy about her social media impact and imprint. And that led to them being open to, hey, can I do a podcast? Well, that's great. Yeah, you can highlight things within the unit, what we've done or what we're going to go do. You know, we have an OPSEC manager who comes in and makes sure what we've talked about is kosher. 
and I brief the Maroons beforehand to keep it on the unclassed side and things that are out in the ether are ready. So we're keeping our cards close to our chest. And I share it with the CO uh, and usually the I and I to get their opinions on it as well. And then I post it. And that's helped generate some interest and, in, you know, obviously even from yourself. We're grateful for that and you putting one of our podcasts on your page and uh, sharing it. And that it led to us doing an internal command messaging program called the CMP, not the Combat Marksmanship Program, but the Command Messaging Program. And we've put up displays inside the command to highlight what the Marines are doing so they can see current messages inside of our unit. You know, we've got stuff from the Gulf War, stuff from Mogadishu. We have things from OIF like 2 and 3. So everything on the walls, for the most part, is either 10 to 30 years old, older than a lot of the junior Marines that are there at times. And even some of the officers like myself, like I remember the Gulf War as a kid and watching it on CNN and PBS. But, you know, I certainly wasn't in the service. And I mean, I know people that served in that war, but that's a long time ago. So the CO wanted to be relevant. We've, we've repainted the walls. We're doing some stenciling. We're updating everything. We've got a really engaged first sergeant. We've got some other engaged Marine sergeants and you know, even up to company and field grade officers that really want to see this turn out well. And so it's looking good. We've got the electronic displays up and it's crossed into the 2020 plus decade and years to engage the Marines to know that what they're doing is relevant. And here's photos from a lot of different Marines at the unit and what they're doing. That's, that's amazing stuff. You made reference there to, we had the privilege of rebroadcasting one of your introductory shows over the holidays. So we appreciate the, uh, the opportunity to synergize there. Getting off the ground, you had a lot of resources and folks you're able to lean on. Is it fair to say that this is a fairly siloed effort by First Keg? And what I'm getting at is uh, the social media stuff. That's not really being driven by hire, is it? No, the CEO wanted it. And I wanted it too as a contract officer. I've done that sweet social media managers course which is really tough i went and did that and paid for it on my own dime to get better even before i came to the unit once i came i was able to put it into use right away so it, it is an internal cag internal generation and an internal purpose and drive that is making positive ripples and waves far out from our unit that's great and um, obviously uh, outside of yours truly have there been other folks from the Marine Corps or units that have looked into what you guys have been able to generate and um, ask you any questions or, or anything like that? Yes. To my knowledge, the SOP I wrote was shared with Hire because they asked for it. I believe it was FHG asked for it because they wanted to know what we were up to because they were seeing a lot of activity and they were hearing positive things. Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds like your reach beyond the, the substance of that, you've also been able to provide additional influence, if you will, in the recruiting lanes and, and other things that I think are outside the, the traditional mission, at least as we, we ordinarily think of it. So that's that's really awesome. Thank you. Yeah, have been blessed with some strong support and good Marines. For sure. And sailors. Absolutely. Can't forget our Navy brethren. Right. All yeah, we've got, I believe, our, our corpsman and then our logistics chief. And then I think the first sergeant, they were out doing woodwork to put up stuff and hold the displays we hang on the walls now with the laptops and the uh, electronic displays. So even the Navy's jumped in and done some carpentry and some staining to bring, a, I guess, an old core sense of work ethic of just getting it done and making it look new and fresh 
you know, and taking responsibility for our structure and engaging younger Marines and the younger audience, the Marines and sailors and their families and the general public. Wow, that's awesome. That's, uh, that's quite a concerted effort. Thank you. Leading up to the launch of the podcast, did you stand up an operational planning team or, or conduct any kind of formal planning for what it was going to look like? Uh, that was just left to me. You know, I, I conversed with hire and I conversed with my wife's counsel on how to exactly do it. And then you know, registered the website with the YouTube page with uh, headquarters Marine Corps and discussed it with the INI and the CO and the XO. But there really wasn't OPT. It was kind of like just go out and make it happen. You either do or you don't. And there was planning that went into it. It was just you know more focused on what it was going to look like, but it was internal and external. And probably the best way to answer that is just the planning involved very specific key points of wisdom within the Marine Corps at the unit and higher. Hmm. Can you talk a little bit about the process of getting any sort of internal approvals? Were there restrictions that you had to work through to get launched? I had to meet the OPSEC manager's guidelines. It had to fall in line with the INI wanted and the CO wanted. You know, they like to collaborate, be on the same page. And then it also had to be staffed within the unit. Overall, it was well received. And again, I was given some really good templates and some advice and insight from some people who've been doing this for a long time. It's actually one lieutenant. He was prior Marsoc. He gave me some good insights and his team did. So there was a lot of minds working on it. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. So looking at the shows that you've been able to post to date, I don't want to use the phrase target audience because that's like a loaded phrase, but who you're looking to reach with your podcast? We'd love to reach the Marines, potential Marines to join the unit uh, and the general public, you know, to let them know of the relevancy. We want one MEF to check it out as well. Uh, we tag them when we do a uh, you know social media post with a link to an updated podcast that's been uploaded. We tag them. We're trying to get their attention because, you know, we're about early integration into one MEF you know, and, and developing a posture and a reassurance and preparation for Indo-PACOM. That's where we're focused. Uh, and then, you know, we're maintaining that relevancy with Marines and their families and the general public. So there's, there's like a kind of a three-prong approach that we're going for with this and audiences and lines of effort. That's awesome. Now, I know in your, uh, mm-hmm. the podcast that we were able to, to rebroadcast, uh, you had Marines on talking about their experiences with Exercise Bright Star. Yep. Can you give us a little bit more info on the type of content that you're looking to put out? Sure. Really, any, any Marines officer enlisted, they go and do an exercise. You know, we want to capture that as much as we can and within, you know, our, our battle rhythm and be able to share that with the public. Again, to maintain that relevancy and to show that we're, we're a valuable asset to one MEF and to the entire Marine Corps, and to also give those Marines a voice and a chance to speak about what they've seen and done and bettered their lives, changed their lives, given them a new perspective. Well, vignettes, really vignettes. And that's it's a great way to teach people. It's a great way to inspire people and keep young blood coming into the unit. That's all really great. And of course, we wish you continued success. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. As you uh, keep that moving along. Well, one of the challenges we face uh, reserve uh, Marine Corps officers is that we have to switch units. So it's not a formal PCS, but it might as well be because we have to find new homes every couple of years. 
So it sounds like a lot of what you've been able to accomplish has been driven by your individual actions and then working with an engaged team down there at First Keg. Thinking about continuity and maintaining the social media presence, continuing the podcast, what sorts of things are you looking at to ensure that this will have some longevity? So we've already been developing that. There's discussions of you know the CO and the XO and, and even the G9 because I operate officially as the deputy G9. And we're developing a team now. And since we've got it off and we're moving forward, and we've really been pressing it since probably last May. It's probably once we really stood it up. And when we started, you know, firing little cylinders, we've been looking for the right team to complement and supplement me, but also once that I do depart in the, in the future, you know, plan on staying for a while uh, and transition into more leadership opportunities within the unit. The team will be ready. And it's not like that I'm going to totally disappear. If there's questions they have, I'm happy to answer them. However, I've, I've done my very best to set up a pretty foolproof system that we can get things in and out in an efficient manner and a, and a secure manner. And then also, you know, it's simple to follow. Simple instructions. We all got that at boot camp and OCS. At least we should have. Well, that's terrific. And uh, I'm glad you've already been having those thoughts about the future and how to maintained a really high standard that you've already set, carrying the Marine Corps' message out to the community, both in the military and beyond. So I really appreciate that. Yeah. The name of your podcast is the Human Dimension Podcast. Uh, where can folks find that if they're looking to listen in? You can search it. First Civil Affairs Group, first tag that'll come up and be the Human Dimension. We have two episodes up now. Also, Google search should come up under that as well. And then you can follow us on Instagram under first tag. You can follow us on Facebook. We have a First CAG page. And then we also have an X account for First CAG. So there's three places you can follow us, or four technically, with the uh, YouTube channel if you want to subscribe. And we look forward to hearing from you if you have any requests or insights or comments about the Civil Affairs Group. Fantastic. Well, every good Marine Corps conversation has to end with, end with an opportunity for saved rounds. So any saved rounds, Joel? I hit on that. I hit on our three lines of effort. Early integration with one nest, posture, preparation and deterrence and reassurance for Indopaycom, and then communicate the relevancy and value of first CAG. So I touched on those earlier. I can't think of anything else. We appreciate it. Uh, thanks for joining the show today, Joel. Semper Fox. Great. Thanks. Thanks for listening. If you get a chance, please like and subscribe and rate the show on your favorite podcast platform. Also, if you're interested in coming on the show or hosting an episode, email us at capodcasting at gmail.com. And now, most importantly, to those currently out in the field, working with a partner nation's people or leadership to forward U.S. relations, thank you all for what you're doing. This is Jack, your host. Stay tuned for more great episodes, 1CA Podcast.